Hello and welcome to another episode of Working Class Gamers. I am the Wolf. Passions is with me. Unfortunately, Squirrely decided to go to bed or something. So, it's just the two of us. So, how's it going, Jake? Yeah, good, man. I mean, always always good to be uh, heard and seen by yourself. <laughs> uh, it also feels weird doing an episode two days in a row. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, no man, I'm surviving, I'm surviving. No, just another busy day, nothing too spectacular. Probably going to go out for dinner after this. So. Nice, nice. Yeah, That's rad, Setting man. Setting goals. <laughs> Setting goals. Love it. Well, hey, listen, uh, we have two big pieces of news to talk about. The first we kind of touched on yesterday, if I recall correctly. We were talking a little bit about Hogwarts Legacy and whether or not it was going to actually come out. Uh, that might have been before we actually did the podcast, but regardless, it is coming out. I saw a commercial today for it, February third, tenth, something like that. Yeah, um, something close to that. Yeah. So for me, it looks like a fantastic game. It looks uh, interesting. It looks like whimsical, like the Harry Potter that I know that I remember from growing up. But of course, there is a huge huge amount of controversy surrounding harry potter so uh i wanted to kind of dive into that thing and really talk about some of these issues and uh the big picture items uh with you so that that kind of setup let's uh let's talk about this so the gamer is probably not the only one, but it, they are outright saying that they are not going to cover Hogwarts Legacy in any way, shape, or form because of J.K. Rowling's uh, stance on feminism, in my opinion. A lot of people would call it trans transphobic or uh, transphobic radical feminist. That's what they're calling her. So... Um, Let's uh let's talk about that. What's what's your initial thought on uh choosing not to cover Hogwarts Legacy? Look, I think each to their own. Um, I I can definitely agree with you uh, that this will not be the only news source, and I use the word news quite loosely uh, <laughs> um, uh, to cover this, just based on the on the sort of the drama that has unfolded around J.K. Rowling. Over the last sort of what four or five years at this point, it's been. I mean, a while, I know yeah. people have been sort of you know she's been referred to as a, a turf, a T E R F, or a trans exclusive radical feminist. Um, J K Rowling, uh, for those who don't know, is obviously the creator of the Harry Potter universe, Harry Potter series. Like it's her brainchild, um, and she has been quite vocal on Twitter. Uh, around her stances on uh, members of the trans community. Um, and it's obviously had a pretty serious negative impact on the on the brand of Harry Potter. Um, and I do quote uh, this article. Um, 
try and find it because it was it's it's quite upsetting like they're they're saying that harry potter the brand harry potter is now synonymous with bigotry and and transphobia yeah that's a that's a big claim to make to say that the two are inseparable that that is a that is a that is quite the claim i mean mike you and i obviously both grew up watching the harry potter films obviously i watched them upside down because i'm in australia (laughs) um but no like the the entire harry potter universe is not you know it, it is a fantasy world you can have whatever you want and people can be whatever they want to be so on and so forth like it is it is it it is make believe it is whatever they want and it it's quite upsetting to see such a beloved franchise like I'm, i'll be honest with you i am not a huge harry potter fan i couldn't give two shits about it as a as a as a brand i think the game looks fantastic but didn't care for the movies or the books, but I know the the level of like love and importance that you know the the general community holds uh, for Hogwarts, and uh, I think it's quite upsetting to to read that as well. Like, yeah, you know, they're they're sort of hand in hand. You've got Harry Potter and, and bigotry because of because of uh, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Yeah, and it's I, um, I would I would consider myself a fan of the Harry Potter series. I've downloaded um all the movies, all the books. I've listened to all the books twice, um, starting when I was a kid. So like I I would consider myself a fan. People take it to like a serious extreme where they, you know, center their whole personality around the damn thing. But I'm not one of those. But it it is a good book it's a good story it's very well written uh it's intriguing yeah yeah so um you know it i mean let's let's not sugarcoat the thing i i I, this is where this is where the gamer and i kind of differed and this is where for those of you who are you know joining the podcast uh without having listening to the other hundred episodes i think i think we're on our hundredth episode or round about there without going way back and listening to it, I, w- I wrote for The Gamer, and this is kind of where we separated. Um, I believe that you should talk about these things and it should be explored. Whereas they uh, have a much looser view of what is professionally acceptable. So without kind of sugarcoating the thing, if you don't know the issues surrounding J.K. Rowling, her, her general stance is that uh, she... She doesn't believe that uh, trans women are actually women. So she took offense to, uh, I forget, it was like a an awareness day or something about, uh, quote-unquote, people who bleed, right? Talking about menstruation. And she said, well, we used to have a, a word for people who bleed, and that was women. Um, you know, so that's kind of her general stance, is that, you either are or you aren't a woman, um, which obviously people take offense to. So the issue surrounding Hogwarts Legacy then, uh, and the gamer in general, is whether or not you should support the game or report on the game because of J.K. Rowling's opinion surrounding um, transgenderism. And that, that to me is like a whole... There's a whole... 
set of things that we can dig into and like uh, it's a huge web of issues but i think where you should keep it kind of top level and then you know if if you're listening to this and you want to dig into it deeper you can but top level issue is uh and this is something we talked about yesterday is like can you separate art from artist and harry potter is art the game is art you know I would go out and say it's probably one of the, the finest piece of art, or so the most respected of our, at least our generation. I mean, I don't think there is a single person born between the years 1990 and 2000 and, you know, before or even after that have not read or seen at least one Harry Potter book or movie. Like, it's it, it's a huge, you know. 100%. Yeah. It's, this, is not, this is not some sort of, like, super unique... Um, you know, back end of Twitter sort of like shit post. This is a, a long-standing multi-movie, multi-book, multi-franchise um, organization and that has, has created this amazing universe for people to sort of heavily involve themselves in. But uh, you were dead right, Mike. I think, once again, this is coming down from separating the art to the artist. And in the article um, from The Gamer, it obviously does say... That, you know, this is not the first game to include, um, you know, uh, uh, the opportunity to have, say, a transgender character. The the best example given is Cyberpunk 2077, where you could give your main character, who is just known as V, uh, you could make it appear as a female and have male genitals and, and vice versa. And there was no, no one really gave a shit for that. Um, I, I think... I think this is more of a focus on on JK Rowling herself. And mm-hmm. the article even then reads further into things such as um, POCs or people of colour, um, saying that this is probably the first game that really gives, um, and I'm quoting here, black characters especially, um, you know, they, they've, they've really sort of understood them like no other game has previously, which I... That's a really yeah, bizarre I, statement. <laughs> very, very strange claim. Um, but, you know, I'm happy to hear that this is obviously something that's occurring and it's an inclusive game. Um, you know, it's, a, it's an inclusive franchise with people from every walk of life. You know, every character in the, in the Harry Potter universe is, is unique in their own right. So, you know. I think it'd only be only be fair if every if I think it would be unfair if every single character you could create was a you know just a a white male or a white female or yeah like uh, it's great I'm glad to see that there is some obviously inclusion um in 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 the game and sure. obviously in in the universe itself. Well, here here I think I'm yeah, sorry. Go, go ahead. For it. No, no, all yours, buddy. All right, all right. So so here's. Here's kind of my question, right? Like, because we we deal with RPGs all the time, and you have a character creator, and you can pick your sometimes even your species, right? Uh, like Dungeons yeah. and Dragons, you know. Um, but here's here's my question. This is a game and a in a a story that's based around children, right? Under the age of eighteen. So the question is, like, say. Uh, say you did have an option for a transgender or a queer character. What does that even look like? Because I, I don't, 
for children. I, I don't I don't know what that looks like. Because again, going back to Cyberpunk, like you have you have the option in Cyberpunk to handle your to customize your genitalia. I mean obviously we're not going to do that with Hogwarts Legacy. So so what would be inclusive? You know, what 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 would the game give you that would tell you that this character that you built that you're putting the story around is queer or trans you know that's a great like maybe if your character is in yeah in like in a cutscene, you know you can obviously have scripted voice lines to reflect oh he she they like i can imagine that they would just go out and have you know voice clips from characters referring to your character and they have the option to you know, if you sell, I assume that you could select, you know, I, w- I, w- I never thought I'd be able to say this ever it came <laughs> to video games, but you, uh, you might be able to select the pronoun that you want to have your character referred to as in this game. I wouldn't be shocked if that goes that far as to be something that you can do. And if it is great, but I also agree with you. Like, how can you accurately represent that your character is is trans in this game as you said in cyberpunk you could have no clothes on your character you could you could literally just run around no armor and be butt naked and that's fine this is a kid's game right you are absolutely not going to do that like how do you do you just have the ability and you every game has had this for ages i mean you could go back to it and say like soul caliber 2 on the playstation 2 you had the ability to make a character look female but have male voice lines. Does that count as, as a transgender character? I don't know. That's not my place to call. But Well, uh, yeah, and that, that was the issue with Cyberpunk, right? And if I remember correctly, uh, and it was still the gamer, um, they were complaining about the, uh, the voice acting, right? The voice acting didn't change. So if you had a trans female character, you didn't have... Um, uh, like uh, there was something about the voice acting i can't remember and i'm gonna i would butcher it if i tried to but it, it was the issue was that it was purely aesthetic and then there was nothing beyond that which I, I don't know but going back to what you were saying with pronouns uh interestingly enough justin roiland's game high on life tries to deal with this and it always it grates me every time because it's it's just unnatural. Um, you can choose whether male or female, but it has I, I don't even know why it gives you the option because it has zero bearing on anything except for potentially the pronouns. And the game immediately throws that out out the window anyway and just refers to you as they constantly, even when even when some of the other characters are talking to you, you know, or referring to you in the in the third person. You know, they're having yeah. a conversation with the alien and they're like uh your sister is like oh you know they they're on my side they they know what i'm talking about and it's, it just feels weird um but like you were saying that's that's the only way that hogwarts hogwarts could legacy could possibly deal with that at least in my mind mm. um mm. is with pronouns but i, I mean would you does that mean that you then choose the option for your pronouns and i mean with with how character creators are, are moving forward and how in-depth you can you can make a character creator i really don't see uh like the inability to add a you know 
you you create your character, you name your character, and is your cal- is your character male, female, other, and then right, boom, boom, right. They, they, there you go. You've 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 handled that entire topic in in one drop down button. Yeah, yeah. I think that. Well, and that that's kind of the, that's kind of the, that's kind of the thing, right? Because the game itself, and this is what's interesting about this, because the gamer tries to paint itself as somehow professional and somehow like above the fray because of this, right? They're they're the knight in shining armor coming to save us from the transphobic fucking J.K. Rowling, but at the same time, the refusal to report on this and to like explore the game as a game is just kind of to me, it's unprofessional, right? Because what like we're we're having this conversation what could the game possibly do forget jk rowling forget the the writer what could the game possibly do and outside of it's it's simple like that right you you create the dialogue option for a a non-binary they and then you go from there i mean like what what is wrong about that yeah like it's yeah i i I, I definitely agree. Like, I don't think there's anything that they can or will do for it. I think it's purely just, hey, two seconds to create uh, another, you know, actually, I don't know. I'm not a coder or a video game creator. I could probably get one of my friends who is uh, in the game industry <laughs> coming yeah. and ask answers to the questions. Yeah. But I genuinely don't think it would be hard to add a third option to a drop down box. Like, it could literally change nothing apart from the fact that you know as you said high on life they just refer to your character as they the alien like the player i would have no issue if the entire game is scripted like that like hey yep you've got your option fantastic everyone's included thumbs up bada bing bada boom your character can be exactly what you want them to be every way shape or form including how they you know are perceived by other characters or NPCs in the game, mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, and in go ahead. No, no, I, I think that's. I think that would be fine, and not, not commenting or not reviewing a game which is looking to be a huge triple A game because of something not related to the game is a disservice to everyone else. Like it's. You're almost saying that, hey, this game could this game could cater to every need or every want of people within these communities. I hope it does, just for good measure. Um, but it's not going to get covered by games journalists because they've already said no. Nah, it's it's blacklisted. It does this game doesn't exist to us. And I know, and I've seen, you know, thousands of posts on the internet. So so just shit there, sort of shit slamming. Hogwarts Legacy. If you're if you buy it, you don't support trans rights. If you think Harry Potter's great, you're a, you know you're a turf yourself. You don't support you know movements for people of color or movements of, of these communities. I'm like, n- n- I don't see how you're drawing that parallel. And I'm hearing what you're saying, and I'm sorry to hear that you're upset by this, but I don't, I I don't. I think you're conflating the issue of. Harry Potter as a universe and 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 the the actions of the creator which is not fair to everything else is as part of this game. Well, yeah, and it's 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 a really interesting issue, right? Because because what you're what you're 
what they are saying in essence is that not only does the art have to because you're right harry potter is i can't think of anything that's as big of a cultural phenomenon as harry potter like it's just it, it just well pokemon I, I suppose all right you're right pokemon um so pokemon and harry potter and you have those two huge massive cultural phenomenons um but particularly for a book that i mean it's just unprecedented i i can't think of off the top of my head a book that's like that had that much influence um i'm just saying great <laughs> regardless it uh the it seems that these journalists are saying you know not only does the art have to be perfect not only does it have to rise to the level of like harry potter but the creator themselves has to be has to conform to whatever their idea of inclusive is and forget anything that happens outside of the you know jk i don't think jk jk rowling is not a video game developer she's not she didn't code the thing she didn't write the thing she didn't i mean she probably had some influence over it but i mean like really like like we were just talking about the game could have literally anything but simply because it's attached to her even a little bit it's it's just it's automatically bad it's automatically bad and we can never support this and we how dare you support it yourself you know how can you call how can you say that you are pro this or pro that when you buy this game and it's just it's a really bizarre reaction and i think, I think like wrapping up this sort of conversation because we could genuinely have this conversation for no hours. yeah like, for real there's enough in this but i think wrapping this up i i genuinely hope from the bottom of my heart as a lover of video games i hope this game fucking slaps i hope this game comes out and is a 10 out of 10 across the board for gameplay for visual for everything i bet it will be i i i would i would be willing to bet that it's going to be a fantastic game i i think there's a there's a shitload of money behind it there's a lot of care a lot of love um it, it's just it's going to i think it will fucking slap i think it's going to be fucking rad man and and when it is and when it is I look forward for you and I to sit down together and read all of the articles written by these games <laughs> journalists who say we're never going to play it. But because the game is fucking nutty to its core, they won't touch it until they until they realize that. And then they've got to come back and be like, oh, it's the game is fine, but. And then we'll have that conversation all over again. And I'm looking forward to that. And yeah. Well, it, and, and here here's kind of a follow-up question because I... You're right. I'm not going to be a dead horse, but um, do you think do you think these game journalists are going to actually come back and report on this thing, or are they going to be true to their word and not say a damn thing about it? Um, no. I I would put I will put I will put I will put twenty Australian dollars on it. That's enough for a six pack of beer here. <laughs> I'll put twenty Australian dollars on it and say that within. I'm going to say two weeks of the release date, there will be an article on this, positive, negative, or otherwise, written by the gamer. Hmm. All right. You said two weeks? 
So we'll get the release date. Yep. And I may I am I am happy. I will I will Venmo <laughs> you that money. I'll get some bank details. I don't care if I have to fly to America and give it to you personally and then you have to cash it in and have it transferred to American dollars. Sure. They, they will write an article. <clears throat> I'll put my money my money where my mouth is for that one, mate. Alright, so I I'll take that bet. I think they're gonna I'll, I'll they'll do it the last three days. The last three days and they're gonna put up a a, a quote unquote review. That's really a, an activism article about how how it's not doing what it should. But they're gonna they are going to post a review. It's oh, going to happen. They to, right? Yeah. They would they would it would be it would be uh employment suicide not po- not making a comment on this game. Even if they've said we're not doing it, they will do it in the worst way possible. Hundred percent. So uh, it's it's just kind of it's just kind of interesting to me, uh again pulling pulling way back from this issue it's just kind of interesting to me how how these journalists and this this was my issue it's like you can't if you call yourself a journalist you can't influence the news that's not your job that's not your role uh your role is to report you can't cherry pick what you want to report or not yeah yeah i mean and like you can have your opinion but i mean to call yourself a journalist and 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 take the, a stance like the gamer has and like say oh you know we're not going to review it because it's transphobic it's like shut up like you haven't even played the game you don't even know like really like put it put that shit in the opinion section where it belongs and yeah, don't, I, I, don't post it as a, don't post it as an article refer to yourself as a journalist because you have done no journalistic study here this is an opinion piece right that is not that is not a, a review let's Let's get away from this because I can feel both of our blood start to boil. <laughs> yeah, we, we, um, we've we talked about it now, for sure. This. Yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, the other thing we wanted to talk about was the fact that Nintendo, uh, Microsoft, and Sony have all confirmed they will not be coming to E3 this year. That's which, fucking wild. That's wild. That's that's that's, huge. that's why people watch E3, was for those three things. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh well, and it, it raises the question too, and I don't know, they haven't officially said anything, so we don't, but I mean, it's been reported by more than one uh, outlet, so it's probably true. The question is like, so like, we we touched on this at, at the beginning of the episode yesterday, uh, Microsoft, Xbox rather, had its developer direct, uh, Nintendo does its developer direct, PlayStation does PlayStation Forward, so like... Are they just going to do that, or are they ever going to have a conference? If they pulled out of E3, are they are we ever going to see all three of them at the same time, or are they just do we have to be subjected to this fucking piecemeal, constant uh, announcement role from all these developers? You know. Oh man, that is that that is a that is a multifaceted question. There. <laughs> so just to. Just to make sure that everyone's in the loop. So The Gamer, which unfortunately we are talking about more, um, has made another article saying that you know all three game agencies will not be at E3 um, from June 13th to 16th. Easy peasy. Um, in a recent report by IGN, uh, obviously the reasons have not been sort of confirmed or outlined yet, um, but they have, they have, and they've also made no official announcements, but... I think this is something to do with the fact that E3 is shifting away from being a um, 
like a trade show, like, hey, look at all our cool stuff, to more of a like open forum for indie developers. And you know what? I talk about this enough. You know what the game industry needs? More fucking shitty indie games that are allegories for <laughs> mental health. Holy shit. I cannot wait for Pissy Pants Interactive to fucking create another game where you play as a sad teen to late 20-year-old fucking dealing with some shit that turns out to really not be that big a deal in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> but this character is fucking absorbed with it. Mate, let me know when you're paying for four mortgages and working full-time and trying to record the podcast. <laughs> then you can talk to me about how fucking hard your life is. Until that point in time, your character is not creative or unique. It's, but putting aside my little tirade just there, yeah, I, I think it's stepping away from the, hey, these are the big names because they will do their own thing, as you've just said, Mike. But they're trying to put a little bit more focus on these sort of smaller indie developers and and give them market share where where they can well and i hope that's true uh i just don't i just don't know because i mean what what you're right the e3 used to be like showing off that's where we got the reveal for for xbox or the new playstation or the new nintendo as well as games like it's a it's like a three-day conference uh where we get to see all this shit and people fly out to wherever they're holding it and they get to play the games, they get to touch the games, they get to talk about talks to the developers. But I mean, if we're if we're not going to have if the big three aren't going to be there, then like, what the hell is the point of E three? And if it's just if it's just another game showcase, like, honestly, I'm going to get tired of games if we if we only see like. Uh, Xbox's developer direct they only revealed six games or eight games or whatever like if I have to deal with that every fucking three months I'm gonna lose my shit yeah like uh, yeah I think the best part about e3 was yeah you're right you knew that during that week you were gonna get 12 months if not more of what's coming out you saw everything every you know super early in development hey here's just a title card mm -hmm. through to Hey, mate, just so you guys are aware, this game's out right now. As I'm saying these words, go buy it mm. and you get everything. But, yeah, I, I think with the big three gone, that was what most people are there for. Like, as I said, no one's there for Joe Blogs Interactive, who's made one indie game. Like, I'm I am genuinely there for Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo, unless I know some smaller developer um is gonna be there because they created a game that i loved 10 years ago i i couldn't care less and i agree with you if we have to deal with these sort of mini showcases every three months yeah i i'm, I'm absolutely not gonna pay attention i'd rather just know everything at once and then get drip fed like updates yeah. throughout the year yeah it, like i i don't i, I it's kind of like it's kind of like streaming right uh tv services um, it used to be Netflix and Hulu. That's that's where yeah. you went, right? But now every every fucking tiny studio has their own fucking streaming service, and it's just it's exhausting. And I'm not willing to shell out more money for shit that you know I'm not going to pay for CBS just because I want to watch Twilight, the Twilight Zone. Nope. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna watch your fucking developer direct for one game. I'll read. I'll read a 
tweet about it because that's really all it is you know so yeah. <laughs> i mean what what do these companies think they're getting out of this by like by fucking edging us like this or like what what do you, i i can't understand the rationale I, I really can't why do they why do they think this is the best way to go instead of doing no, e3 yeah like yeah what's what's the what what do they think they're gonna gain from this like no one people watch a3 like don't get me wrong these little directs are great like i love the nintendo directs when you know you find out about a new smash bros character or a new mario kart dlc like i think that's really really cool but also like this is the event for the year and i think if all three of these companies pull out this is no longer the event of the year like uh, yeah, I think the, I think if this is happening and this is it's going to continue, because people go as you said to touch the console and play the de- play the demo and and see things live and get inside stories. Well, if they're not there, well, okay. Yeah, what the hell's the point? And you got to remember these these companies. You know, if if Microsoft isn't there, Bethesda won't be there. If like yeah, all of these subsidiaries, they're not going to fucking go because the big daddy is not there. Right. Like you're not you're not going to fucking see visceral games or you know any any game developer. They're not going to be there doing like a spotlight showing you the next Fortnite fucking dance that's come out. They won't be there because Epic Games is not an independent. So yeah, yeah. I don't I don't see I don't see what E3 is going to become at this point. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's disappointing for for me personally and for because our E3 podcast was the most popular podcast we ever had. And like to hear that it's to hear that. And I'm sure that's true for a lot of people. Like it's a big conference. It's a big fucking deal. And for these companies to be like, ah, yeah, we're just not going to go. Like it's a, it's almost insulting. (laughs) Like what the hell do you mean? You're not going to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like the coolest kid at school who gets invited to the house party and just says, no, I'm just not going. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, we want you there. That's why we're doing this. Right. If you're not there, well, who the fuck else is going to come? Yeah, like, looking at this article, and, and yeah, I I am really concerned for the continuation of E3. I think, yeah, this is not going to be a great thing. But yeah, they're saying like, oh yeah, E3 will nonetheless be featuring dozens of independent developers. You know who gives a shit for those independent developers? The person writing this article and the independent developer themselves. <laughs> because as I've said, no one is here to play fucking Crywolf Simulator 2023. Well, I mean, to be to be fair, I mean, like like No Man's Sky uh, started as an indie, Minecraft started as an indie, so there could be there could be cool shit, but like. I, the bigger the bigger issue for me is like it's not necessarily which studios are going to be there because obviously we're not going to we're not going to get Bethesda we're not going to get Arcane we're not going to get fucking uh, CDPR well we might get CDPR but like CDPR uh, you're not going to get a huge portion of of the developers and and instead what we're and I already know that we're going to although they haven't confirmed it I already know that we're going to get like five fucking uh uh PlayStation Forward and Xbox Rex over the course of the next year and like it's just uh, 
feels exhausting even saying that. Like, I have to watch an hour of this shit 10 times over the next year. Uh, like, uh, I just don't care. I don't care that much. It's sad because, you know, like, we are, we are gamers and this is like, I feel like there are two big, sorry, there are three big events out the year for gamers. One is E3. And the other two are the summer games and awesome games done quick, which is the speedrunning events. Like they are events for gamers. Like it's it's for us. There's nothing else there. No, for sure. But and specifically for specifically for for us, for us working class gamers, like for fuck's sake, dude. I'm not. I don't. I'm not gonna schedule my life around these fucking mini reveals. I'm just not. Yeah. Yeah. No. God no. Like it's. I'm not doing that. No one's doing that. Like you can't just, uh, yeah, you can't just think that you know we are your demographic. Like, yeah, there are fifteen year olds, yeah, gonna, but we are the guy. We are the people playing the games and buying the games. Yeah, we're the ones with that. the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fifteen year olds yelling, scream, and kick and play. Then you call of duty. But if you're wanting to, like, you should always be looking to market to your audience, and your audience is still technically us at the best of times. I would I would tend to agree because I mean specifically for Xbox it's a, it's a more mature platform. PlayStation is probably there too. Now like most of their games on both platforms are mature. They're not right. they're not for kids. So like why the fuck why why would you make it harder for me to engage with your product? I just don't understand that. It it just blows my mind. No, completely agree with you. I think it's dumb, and I'm terrified to to think of what happens next. So, you know. Anyway. What do you do? Yeah, for sure. So, that's uh, that's what we want to talk about today. Uh, those two big piles of trash. Um, so, I don't know, man. It'll, it'll be interesting. I, I'm with you. I can't wait to... Uh, shit all over these quote-unquote journalists uh, about Hogwarts Legacy because that game is going to fucking yeah. slap. It's going to be it's going to be so good. Um, yeah. And E3? Uh, I don't know, dude. Obviously, we're going to cover it, but fuck, man. I'm so. not looking forward to it, but we'll, we'll see how <laughs> things go. Out. We, could, we could be pleasantly surprised and Fingers crossed. the gamer is wrong and Sony at the last one was like, oh yeah, here we go. No, no, we'll give the baby the bottle and we'll, we'll make it. Okay, <laughs> right. Cool. That'd be amazing. Well, nah, man. yeah, with that, we'll, uh, we'll call it an episode for today and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. That's it, everyone.